0: This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Alexandra Hall. With me today is William Damon, a professor at Stanford University, the director of the Stanford Center on Adolescence, and a senior fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution. Today we're talking about his newest book, A Round of Golf with My Father, The New Psychology of Exploring Your Past to Make Peace with Your Present. Damon's book promotes the life review, a method of self-analysis. And through the journey of learning the truth about his deceased father, Damon discovered the importance of addressing the past in order to make sense of the present and better the future. Welcome, Mr. Damon. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thanks. I'm delighted to be with you.
0: I'd like to first start off by asking you to explain the phone call that you received from your daughter that led to this book. Did you know at the time that it was going to be so transformative?
1: Uh, no. Uh She might have had a sense of it. Uh, She started by saying, uh, Dad, uh, I don't know if this is going to upset you or not, but uh, I figure you may want to know about this. She had just gone online. She was on a trip. She was an adult, uh, an economist, uh, actually teaching, and she was in Cape Town, South Africa, uh, and jet lag had kept her up. And she got curious about her grandfather, who she never met, and who I never met, because my father disappeared from my life at birth. He was over in Europe uh, in World War II as a soldier in Germany. And I didn't know anything about him at all. Um, I thought he had died for the first part of my life, and then I found out just accidentally that he was still alive but i was not interested in following up anything about him because i figured he just had abandoned his family and i really didn't want to identify with him or have anything to do with him so i spent most of my life in denial and in total ignorance about him but my daughter got interested in the grandfather she never met and she had found online a document by the United States Information Agency, an oral history that talked about my father and had a lot of information, and she got really interested. Figured that I would be interested at that point in my life, and she was right. She sent me the link to the interview, to the oral history interview, and a whole world of of unknown mysteries uh, opened up uh, for me then to discover and i spent the next five years of my life researching more about my father uh, because the information that my daughter sent me was really pretty amazing
0: and you mentioned um when she first found that document i mean kind of where the title comes from that the most shocking part or the part that stood out to you the most was his ability as a golf player. What what made that detail kind of stand out to you more so than anything else?
1: Yeah, and I will say that it was kind of amazing that it did because in that document were things like he was in the U.S. Foreign Service, he got to know the King and Queen of Thailand very well, he had a very, uh, a very um, long and distinguished military career. He had been dead at this point, but uh, there was a lot of, of kind of glamorous interesting, almost romantic information about him including that he had a second family and that meant I had half-sisters that I'd never met but as you said uh, the sentence in that whole oral history that struck me was Phil was a great golfer and I um, think that the reason that it stood out for me was that I love golf, I enjoy the game, but I'm not that good at it, and <laughs> I uh, I was kind of resentful that, you know, how come this guy, this great golfer, never showed up in my life, ever, even once, to teach me how to play the game? So this was kind of symbolic or emblematic of all of the things that I missed in not having a father, all of the things that... My father did not teach me how to do or show me as a young man growing up, but it stung. And that gave me, a, I think, a, a drive to, to, to find out about who this guy was and maybe even try to get a pathway to try to deal with the regrets that I had about not having him in my life and ultimately even finding a way to admire him or respect him or forgive him for abandoning my mother and me.
0: Yeah. And after you did all of this research I was wondering if you could explain sort of the three components of the life review and did you learn about that prior or was that something you stumbled upon during your research?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I am a lifespan developmental psychologist and my own research has been on how people at all ages find purpose in life. And that's a kind of a forward-looking uh, capacity. You know, purpose is all about what you want to do in the future, what you want to commit yourself to. And i studied it with young people, with people as they get older. And I never had really thought about what the importance of the past was. And all of a sudden, I found myself delving into my own past. I wanted to understand about my father. I wanted to understand what influence he had on me by, first of all, not being there, but even what he was like, and maybe were there genetic things. Or And as I started discovering more about him, I found out, to my surprise, that he went to the same school I went to, so I looked up our old school records and some of the same teachers we had, because he was only 20 years older than me. So all of a sudden, the past, the importance of the past, became very clear to me. But it had not been something I myself had developed a method for looking at, because, as I said, my research was all about prospective, forward-looking capacities. So I did, at that point, get interested in what's called in my field uh, the narrative identity approach how people can figure out who they are by looking at stories especially stories of their own lives stories of their ancestors and there's a method called life review that's de- that was developed by a renowned psychiatrist named robert butler he was the first director of the national institute of aging and i adapted that to my own life and my father's life and. It involves investigating your memories in an intentional, systematic way, getting to um, take a look at any documents that might exist that could help clarify your memories, and interviewing, getting to meet some of the people that uh, were still around, that either knew you when you were young, or knew your parents when you were young. And I did all this. and as i said it was um it was a revelation and both a revelation to me personally because it helped me capture uh some of the things that were mysteries to me in my past and in my father's life but also professionally uh it it, it i think it it gave me a, a much more um a much clearer sense of the integration uh, between past present and future that uh, is part of uh, is part of the dynamics of development. Uh, I, I quote um, Faulkner in the book. Of course, Faulkner was not a psychologist. He was a, a great uh, literary figure, but he had a wonderful line in one of his writings: "The past is not dead; it is not even past." And that kind of is uh, what I went, what I wrote about in a psychological way about how understanding ourselves now and forging a uh, forging a positive purposeful direction in the future can be aided a lot by a systematic intentional way of looking at our pasts which is the life review that I write about
0: do you think you mentioned faulkner do you think that outside of things like life review and maybe things more clinical Do you think that it's important for people to engage in stories, regardless of whether it's fiction or nonfiction, or maybe studying other people's lives can maybe give them some sort of insight into their own lives?
1: Well, sure. Uh, I think people are drawn to stories naturally, uh, and we tell stories about ourselves all the time, even little stories. You know, I I went shopping today in town, and I had a hard time finding a parking place, and then... Noticed this, and I bought that, or even little teeny stories day to day, and and la- larger stories too about how we met our best friend, or how we uh, got our first job, etc. So we tell stories, and that's a human tendency, and we do it for a reason because it's a way of expressing who we are and how we got to be who we are. The what I write about is that there's a way of storytelling that is intentional and systematic and focused on both positive things in your past, like purposes that you've had that have given you satisfaction, and negative things, things that haven't gone the way you want them to go, regrets you may have, mistakes you've made. I mean, everybody's got mistakes that they've <laughs> made. And, and thinking about what you can learn from those mistakes and how you can deal with those regrets in a way that gives you both a positive way forward and also a, a sense of affirmation about who you are now. I learned this lesson from this mistake, or I, uh, I had this regret, but uh, as I think about it, um, I can accept that something went wrong, and I, I, whatever happened, it might even have had unintentional positive consequences, but whatever happened, it led to the person I am now, which I need to affirm and maybe even be grateful for. And so there's, a, there's an intentional, systematic way of going back over your memories and over your past and over any objective information you can find to supplement those memories in a way that can bring you forward and actually liberate you from some of the things in your past memories that might be holding you back.
0: This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, I'm Alexandra Hall, and I'm talking with William Damon about his newest book, A Round of Golf with My Father, The New Psychology of Exploring Your Past to Make Peace with Your Present. In, in your op-ed, uh, Why can't Why Everyone Could Benefit from the Life Review, you mentioned that you regret maintaining a sense of intentional obliviousness to elements of your past. And I know you say this is intentional, but how might someone identify more minor aspects of their life and their past that they might be avoiding?
1: Right. Well, um, of course, I I, I gave you the example of my golf grievance, which (laughs) certainly in in the uh, whole uh, specter of things is a pretty pretty minor uh, grievance. It's, It's just a recreational Activity. I'm not. I'm not a pro golfer. Uh, but um, when I really came to terms with it, what I did was actually, uh, I um, the reason the book is called "A Round of Golf with My Father." I never had a round of golf with him. Obviously, he was dead when I discovered everything about him. But I did find out that he played on a country club, and I discovered by meeting some of his relatives, I found an old golf bag of his that had a scorecard in it. And I got a hold of people at that country club that he played at, brought the scorecard with me, and played an imaginary round of golf with him against the scorecard. And it was kind of an amazing experience for me. It was, it was a way of almost uh, bonding with him, in a, very, uh, in a very imaginary way, and getting a sense of, uh, again, some of the feelings of who he was. Uh, here was a guy that played on this course years and years ago. He, was, he, he had a score that was much better than mine. Uh, but it gave me some sense that I had I a connection with him, and it did redeem some of my feelings of bitterness and, and resentment and regrets about him not showing up in my life. It did give me a way, it gave me a pathway to feeling that he, he he was a person that, after all, I wouldn't be here without him, whatever he was like. And, of course, it didn't absolve him of the irresponsibility of not coming home to his family. But it did give me a sense that uh, here was somebody that actually, played a role in my life, it gave me a sense of who he was, and it gave me a a pathway towards, at least in, in some part, forgiving him and respecting him. And so that's an example of the kind of thing that going back into the past and finding out about it and bringing it forward into the future in a positive way, doing something positive, that was a great, fun experience, going out on that golf course and playing golf with his scorecard. And that that's kind of symbolic of a lot of things I did. It was fascinating for me to find his old war records uh, from World War II, find his old school records, see what some of the guidance counselors wrote about him, especially in the case of teachers that I actually knew myself 20 years later, meeting his younger sister, meeting his um, two children, who are my half-sisters, all of this was amazing and interesting and fascinating for me in a positive sense. And it, it ended up overwhelming the feelings of resentment and regrets that I had been living with about not growing up with a father.
0: Mm. And you mentioned how you wish you would have started this, this life review process earlier. What advice would you give to college students or, or younger people in beginning their own life reviews? Is it too early now?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it, I think it's never too early. Uh, even even if you've had a shorter life, there's always uh, things that you've accomplished, and focusing on those gives you information and clues about purposes that you will develop or that interests you may want to pursue in the future. Uh, as I said, everybody's made mistakes, and that's a great source of information about lessons to learn because you don't want to make the same mistakes again but the bigger the bigger lips and even in in my case was that i figured that i could have had the conversation with my mother before she died that would have opened up some of these mysteries and given me a lot better information than i ever had about who was my father why didn't he come back and she of course knew a lot about this but obviously felt uncomfortable in talking about that to me, and I was very uncomfortable. I got that signal from her that she didn't want to talk about it, and so I felt awkward, and I never, I never got around to having that conversation with my mom that I should have had. And so that is a lesson that I would definitely um, offer to young people, is have the conversations with your loved ones uh, before it's too late they pass away, uh, you can never get them back again to have them. And if there are things in your life, uh, in your childhood, in your life that seem mysterious to you or that may be misunderstandings or that you're confused about or just even that you want to know more about, things, positive things that you might enjoy hearing more about, don't put, don't put it off. Have those conversations, even if they feel uncomfortable. And sometimes they will. They won't always and hugs and smiles, uh, it may be difficult. With my mother, it would have been a very difficult conversation, but I regret not having it. That's a lesson I learned by thinking about my life that I now offer to to my own children and to other young people.
0: And you talked a little bit about your research being more geared towards the idea of purpose in people's lives. Do you think that looking back on your past and doing things like life review enriches that sense of purpose that people can have with their life?
1: I, f- I felt that way in, in my experience, for sure. Uh, it, it kind of reaffirmed, I mean, of course, I, I am a developmental psychologist uh, by profession, and this uh, whole experience uh, gave me a, a supercharged sense that I really love my field. I'm very grateful that I got into this as my purpose in life and it gave me a lot of material to work with. And I think whatever, whatever your vocation is or whatever your purposes are, going back and finding out how you develop those interests and what you might have done earlier that contributes to that or what your parents might have done and your ancestors that, that got you primed to follow the pursuits you have, all of that, I think, gives you great confidence and a sense of gratification about what you're doing, and maybe even ideas about further uh, extensions of your purposes that you might develop in the future. So that's one way that the past is kind of connected to the future is that it gives you clues, information, uh, a lot of motivation about forging ahead with the purposes that you have.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Our guest has been William Damon. I'm Alexandra Hall on Radio Free Hillsville 101.7 FM.